welcome to the Wisdom Podcast. This is your host, Justin Dora. Today's episode, it's going to be a little all over the place, all over the map. Hope that's okay. Uh, if you're used to a well-articulated, very orderly piece of communication, I would totally suggest listening to a different podcast because this is not that. <laughs> But today, I just wanted to hit a, a few things I've been thinking about, pondering on. I don't even know that they're going to tie together, so I think that'll be okay. Uh, I think they're both uh, inspired thoughts, and I think there's something to, to ponder and consider. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. And then if we have time, we'll jump into Philippians 2. But Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2 says this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Okay, uh, that, that word darkness, I'm sure many of you are familiar with this. Um, it, it means chaos. So there was, a, there was a chaos happening, and God puts order into chaos, and, and we get the the creation story as far as Genesis 1 goes. Here's what's fascinating. The word hovering has a nuanced meaning, uh, and it means relaxed or to be relaxed. So I was looking at this the other day, and this was my big aha. Number one, God is relaxed in the midst of chaos. So don't believe the lie that you have to get your life together because God is nervous or because he is uncomfortable with your chaos. No, that's what God does. He brings order into chaos. So from a New Testament, New Covenant perspective, you are participating with God to bring order into the chaos of the world around you. Whether that's home or work or relationships or whatever it might be, God is relaxed in the midst of chaos. Therefore, you can be relaxed in the midst of chaos, which is really good news. The second thing is God creates from a posture of rest. The greatest creative thinking, ideas, light bulb moments come when there is a place, come from a place of rest. You don't typically operate in your most creative capacity when you are stressed out <clears throat> or where you're trying to do 500 things at once. I, I, I've actually been asking different people that are artists, whether they're painters or sculptors or photographers, <clears throat> tell me what it's like to be in that place of creativity. Do you feel stressed out or do you feel totally relaxed? And every single one of the musicians, I think I've talked to a musician about this, have said, my most creative moments are when I'm totally relaxed. I'm not trying too hard. I'm just, it's just that there's a flow. There's a creative flow that's happening. 
And I would say that's because that's the way God designed you. God designed you to create from a place of rest, to create from a place of being relaxed. Therefore, we need to ask some deeper questions related to stress in life to say, God, what is it that's causing me to stay stressed out? Or what is it that causes me to stress out? A lot of times what it is, is you're playing out scenarios in your mind that will never happen. So it creates this defensive flinch internally that actually reduces the pipe of creativity that's inside of you. And the more scenarios, or the Bible calls it vain imagination, that you play out in your mind, the more that pipe or that that funnel of creativity gets smaller and smaller and smaller until it's literally squeezed to nothing. And then it's almost like you're not even yourself anymore. And if you have great friends around you, they'll tell you. <laughs> and they can start helping you process through what's going on. But the promise of God, the design of God, is that you would be able to create, you would be able to develop, you would be able to craft from a place of rest, and that in the midst of chaos, you would be at peace. Think about this. Romans 16 says that the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. So somehow in God, peace displaces the enemy. And the thing about peace is, peace is not the absence of conflict or the absence of activity. It's the absence of anxiety and fear. Because you can even have conflict without anxiety and fear. And in the end, a healthy result will happen. It's removing the fear. It's removing the anxiety. It's removing the accusation of the worst possible outcome. And it's putting in its place favor. I, I, I hesitate to say the most favorable outcome. Because things don't always go the direction we anticipate or we hope for. But sometimes, even if it doesn't go the way we want, I have found myself saying this, but you know what? I couldn't have planned it better myself. Sometimes it's not necessarily our ideal outcome, but it is the, it's a better outcome, but we don't see it until we look backwards and are able to understand it. Which seems to be the nature of God Often we go through a trial, we're like, this is the worst thing that could ever happen. We come out of a trial and we say, that was amazing. I wouldn't trade that for the world. Funny how we can respond very oddly at times. Okay, so, so that's one thought. Genesis chapter 1, God hovered over the deep. Again, chaos, that word... Um, Hovering means relaxed, so God is relaxed in chaos, and God creates from rest. You can go think about that, dwell upon that, meditate on that for a long time, and I think you'll get some good revelation. 
Second thing is this. Philippians chapter 2 makes this statement. It says, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both the will and to do according to his good purpose. Okay, so let's break that down. I believe it's Philippians 2, 12 and 13, or 13 and 14. You can look it up. It's right there between 12 and 14. Philippians 2, it says, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That phrase, fear and trembling, means a fearful mistrust of yourself. In other words, do not trust yourself for what only Jesus could accomplish. Why? For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do according to his good purpose. Here's the good news. We are called to work out our salvation. In other words, so what did this accomplish, God? What does this include? What's included in this free gift that Jesus gave to me? So we're called to work it out. We are not called to work it in. It doesn't say work in your salvation, for it is God who's putting pressure on you to get you to agree with his ways. No, it's God who has shifted and changed our makeup. He's changed our DNA. He's changed us from the inside out. You know what? We just don't always know it or we forget it. So we're working it out is, you know what? That old me, that's done. So so what does that mean? That means that thought, feeling I just had. Okay, I didn't come up with that. I didn't generate that. God's at work in me. Okay, so I'm not... I'm not going to own that. So God, what's the new, who's the new me? Who's, who are you and you are in me? Oh, so you're not someone who is quick tempered. Okay. So therefore I must be someone who is very patient. So father, I thank you that I am full of patience. I thank you that that is my confession. That is my declaration. Not I'm a really impatient man, but no, no, I am full full of the patience of heaven because patience is a person and his name is Jesus and he lives in me and he lives in you. So, so that's an example of how I just begin to reframe, reshift my thoughts. And so then as I walk that out in life and I have experiences that want to confront or want to test that, that's not something I need to get insecure about. It's something I need to say, okay, wait a second. Okay, so I'm feeling this emotion. I feel mad again. Okay, but that's not me. So what is it, God? Okay, I am patient. I am kind. I am loving. Okay, so that's who I am. Okay, so what do I need to do now from that framework? Okay, I need to be honest in communication here. Okay, so I can be honest without being rude, or I can be honest without being mean. Now, it may sting this person when we talk about it because it's vulnerable vulnerable and, and honest, but in the end, it's not because I'm trying to hurt them. I'm actually trying to help them. So you almost have to walk yourself through scenario after scenario experience after experience because here's what happens guys when you have a lie and then you have an experience that reinforces that lie now that lie feels like the truth and it isn't 
and it's not who you are, but what's happening is it's lo- that paradigm is lodged in your understanding, which is why Romans 12, we need to renew our mind so that we can see, you know what, that way of thinking, it's old, it's gone, it's not who I am. I'm putting that off. It's not a literal, I'm taking this off of me. It's, I'm not thinking like that anymore. That's not me. Man, that might have been my history. That might be my background. That might be my default. But you know what? My default got changed in Jesus, and I'm in a process of learning my new default. I'm learning my new go-to. And I may be an infant in that right now, but you know what? I'm going to become a young man, and then I'm I'm going to become a father. And we mature in our character and nature, but we don't create our character and nature. That's God who worked that in there. And so we are just working it out. Hope that makes sense. All right, recap of both both pieces here. Number one, the good news is in the midst of chaos, you can be at peace. And the good news is you're most creative from a place of rest. Second point, it's God's job to work in our salvation through putting us in Christ. It's our role to discover with him by the revelation of the Holy Spirit the outworking of that salvation in signs, wonders, and miracles, in character that looks like Jesus, in relationships that are whole, in uh, life-giving, meaningful work, in going on vacations, fill in the blank, in a healthy lifestyle, and and having fun. I mean, Jesus is really big, and we don't need to make him really narrow and just say, well, he only cares about my spiritual disciplines. That's That's not his main thing. His main thing is relationship, heart to heart connection with you, with others, and all those other things begin to flow naturally out of it, and it is good news. So Father, we thank you for the grace of God at work in us to both create from rest and to live in rest in the midst of chaos. Father, I thank you that it is your job to work in our salvation, to help us discover, to help us see, to give us light to our eyes that we might know and trust in what you've done. And you then give us the fun opportunity to work it out with you in relationship, side by side, in this life. And so, Father, we ask you for greater revelation of both of those things in the season to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom Podcast. If you liked what you heard, leave us a review on iTunes, and iTunes will suggest this podcast to others. Thanks, everyone, and take care. Music.